That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 261 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from toasty, warm Sandusky, Ohio. We got up to 22 degrees Celsius today, an absolutely beautiful day. Shorts and t-shirts and out walking the dog, just absolutely wonderful. So looking forward to summer. I am glad that you're listening. I'm going to be sitting down here in just a moment with Mick Aussie to go through the round nine tips Maybe delve back into some of the things that I talked about during my live episode last night. Mick Aussie from MickAussie.tv. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note via email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com or shoot me a message on Facebook. Just look for my name, Craig Wessels, or Yank on the Footy Podcast. Or you can find me at Yank underscore on on Twitter or a Yank on the Footy on Instagram. I love being able to highlight uh, the local clubs, learn a little bit about the uh, neighborhood, if you will, and how that club actually fits within the community. And today's club of the episode are the Fern Tree Gully Eagles of the Eastern Region Football League in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. The club was founded way back in March of 1892, and their first captain was a gentleman by the name of Henry Monk. And if you've not looked at a picture of Henry Monk, and I'm sure if you are an Eagle supporter, you've been on the website, uh, Mr. Monk, uh, I must say, looks to be the part of a rather rough-and-tumble footy player. And if this was the present, if he was playing in the present day, I would have a feeling he would be having an annual visit or two to the MRO. He looks like a very, very tough guy. Now, the club plays their games at the Wally 2 Reserve. Now, they've got a couple big events coming up here. On May the 20th, the club is hosting their Beyond the Gully event with DJ Leo beginning at 7 p.m. And I do hope you'll check out their Facebook page, which will give you more details about that. And then on the 27th of May, the club is going to be hosting their President's Lunch beginning at 12.30 in the afternoon. The Kangaroos' Jaden Stevenson will be the guest speaker, and uh, Jaden Stevenson is actually a uh, born and raised in uh, the Fern Tree Gully area. Uh, as was the legendary cricketer Shane Warren. You can find everything ticket-wise for these two events at their website, ferntreegullyfc.com. And this weekend, the club hosts Warrendite, and I want to wish the Eagles the absolute best this weekend and throughout the 2023 fixture. I hope you have a fantastic year. Now let's go ahead and jump into the tips for this round, and again, I'll run through mine, and we'll bring Mick on to talk about his uh, last week I went 6-3, and three and I missed on uh, Hawthorne, I missed on Carlton, and I missed on GWS. And I will let you know, I'm only picking one of those three clubs this week to win. Now, we'll be looking at uh, these games, of course, without knowing who's being brought into the side, because I have a, uh, a prior engagement scheduled for tomorrow evening, which will be Thursday night, my time here in the United States, when Mick and I would typically record uh, as a school teacher, one of the great things we get to do is uh, have scholarship night where uh, our seniors are awarded uh, publicly all of the different scholarships that they have earned to the different universities or colleges that they're going to be attending in the fall. Uh, as one of the advisors to our National Honor Society group, uh, that's one of my responsibilities uh, to help to present, present some of our um, scholarships to the kids and welcome people to this program. It's a great time. Love being able to give away people's money that have wanted it to be given away. I'm not a politician. Um, but 
Let's look at the games for this round, and we start off with Richmond hosting Geelong. Now, the Cats are back at the MCG, but they are finding themselves a little bit banged up again. Of course, they're going to be without uh, Patty Dangerfield, who's likely to miss the next several rounds with a bit of a tweak in his hamstring. Uh, Brad Close uh, is lost for this game after being rubbed out on his tackle of Jordan Dawson. You don't want to get me started on that one. Uh, quite frankly, if you have not listened to the live episode from last night, you're going to want to go back and listen to that. I do spend quite a bit of time talking about the MRO, the Tribunal, and just how arbitrary it was. And yeah, I even do dig a little bit back into the end of last year. Am I blue about it? I don't know, but I bet somebody is. Uh, I think this is going to be close to a battle of attrition to see who's got the largest injury list because the, the Tigers are, quite frankly, beat up as well. You know, the, you know, Nankervis, Lynch, Maurice Rioli Jr., Robbie Tarrant is going to be out. The Cats have at least nine players from last year's grand final game that will not be playing, and that's not counting Joel Selwood. Uh, despite the rash of injuries, I think at this point in time of the season, I think the Tigers are not the better side. I think the Cats are better than the Tigers at this point in time. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. But I am going to take the Cats to win this one by 11 points. I just think that uh, that the Tigers are, you know, they're going to battle. They're going to play hard. Uh, but I just think that the, uh, the Cats get it done this weekend. And then we head out to Optus Stadium. And the Eagles, let's just be honest, they are reeling. And, and quite frankly, the best thing that might happen to them or that could possibly happen to them is them possibly winning the Harley Reed sweepstakes. It might be uh, in their best interest. Now, would they draft him? Possibly. Very possibly. But let's look at the draft capital they could probably bring in with a club that I strongly believe is going to jettison a number of players at the end of this year. And, and start to tear down that list like North Melbourne, like Hawthorne have done recently, uh, like Richmond may be getting ready to do themselves. Um, they could find themselves bringing in a number of blue-chip athletes if they could get, say, three number ones out of a club and maybe a, a second-round pick. I mean, if, if Harley Reid is the next generation's Dusty Martin, what club is not going to bet the farm on that and give up a boatload of uh, picks in order to bring that player into their side. Now, I think the Suns played a very solid game last week at Melbourne. I think this is a win that they absolutely must have. Again, I picked them to play finals this year. This is the longest trip in the comp. I, the Eagles are going to play hard, I think. But again, they are so beat up. There's so many injuries. They've got so many young players playing. They've got so many old players playing. I'm going with the Suns to win this one by 20 points. I think the Eagles keep it close, but I still think it ends up being more than three goals. And then we head to the SCG for the Swans hosting the Fremantle Dockers. And it was reported yesterday or today, depending on how you look at the time, uh, Sam Reed's going to miss the remainder of the year since he's already missed the first part of the year. The Swans, it does look like they're going to get Tom Hickey back this week, which I think will certainly help the club. Provide some stability there. Fremantle got back on track this past week, um, and I, I, I'm not surprised that that happened. I, not that my tips are anything other than me saying who I think are going to win the games. That you know, the, the clubs are not looking for my tips and going, well, that son of a gun out there in Ohio tipped against us. Let's hang out on the bulletin board and go out and win this game and rub his nose in it. Well, remember, I tipped Hawthorne to beat Fremantle last week, and Fremantle handled them rather handily. 
Well, I am thinking that the Swans, you know, they played a fairly solid game against Collingwood last week. The fourth quarter, they kind of fell apart. Uh, stop if you've heard me, you know, or you've heard anybody mention that before about Collingwood adversaries falling apart in the fourth quarter or Collingwood running away from them in the fourth quarter, literally. Uh, I think the Swans put together four quality quarters this week, and they win this one home, at home. I'm going with the Swans to win this one by nine. And again, this is a game that both of these clubs desperately need. I'm going to put the home fans behind them. And then we head down to Blundstone Arena in Tasmania for North Melbourne and Port Adelaide. Now, Port's going to be without Willie Rioli. Let's be honest, I don't think that matters a whole heck of a lot. The Port are a much better side. You know, we're, we're likely to see a few glimpses of positivity from the Ruse, you know, LDU, Larky, Blakey, you know, Todd Goldstein that's still out there busting his hump. I just don't think that the Ruse have enough oomph or enough sand in the pants, if you will, to take out Port Adelaide. I'm going with Port Adelaide to win this one by four goals. I just, I just think Port is a much better side here. Uh, this is an opportunity maybe for my my Smokey to win the uh, the Coleman Award to make a run back up the list in Todd Marshall. And then we head back to the MCG for the second game of the weekend there. We've got Hawthorne hosting Melbourne. You know, the D's, they, they won a hard-fought battle against Gold Coast last week. Uh, this week, I think they're going to find their opposition a little bit more to their liking. You know, the Hawks are going to definitely battle. They've got some good young kids. They've got some injuries as well. Um, I think that the um, D's are going to take this one by at least three goals, though. Okay? I am going with the D's to take this one by three goals because I, I, they're just too good of a side. You know, well, Todd Goldstein is is a champion of the game. He's a life member of the Ruse. He's also in his mid-30s, and going up against Gone and Grundy together is going to be a tough, tough job for him. Then we go up to the Gabba, Brisbane hosting Essendon, and this is another one of the great matchups of the week. You know, the Lions are putting the comp on notice that, that they are legit contenders for the top four. Uh, there's an injury... Uh, their injury list, I should say, is amongst the smallest in the comp with all I could see on it with Dane Zorko and Daniel Rich still still both being out for maybe another week or two. The Bombers are certainly contending for top spot, but I think at home the Lions are going to get themselves another win. I'm going with the Lions to win this one by 13 points. Okay, I just think the Lions are primed to lock themselves into a top four spot. Uh, if Hipwood and Danaher continue to, to figure things out, this is going to be a dangerous club come August and September. Then we head to Marvel for Carlton and the Bulldogs. Okay, Carlton and the Bulldogs here. Uh, the Blues have become a bit of an enigma. I mean, this club has as much talent as any other club in the comp, and while they're still in the eight, you know, they're holding on by their fingernails. You know, the Bulldogs are ahead of them on the ladder, but they also have the lowest percentage of anybody in the top 11 clubs. And they're behind, you know, the clubs that are at number 10 and 11 on the ladder at like 96, 97%. So, I mean, it's, and it's not a huge disparity, okay? That's not a huge disparity, but it still is pretty significant. They're going to be without uh, Jamar Eugle Hagen, it sounds like. Now, I think this is a game where the, you know, the Blues have to get off the mat. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but I am going to go with the Blues to win this one by eight points. I think it's going to be a very close, it's going to be an exciting game. Um... If I was going to get a chance to go to a game this weekend, if it's not the Cats, it might be this one. If somebody said you get to pick one to go to this week, 
I think this might be the one I would choose. Possibly St. Kilda and Adelaide. Possibly St. Kilda and Adelaide, but I think this might be the one I would end up picking. Speaking of Adelaide and St. Kilda, um, you know, Adelaide has the Saints, the Bulldogs, the Lions, and the Suns in their next four. That's a bit of a gauntlet for them. You know, this is get, we're going to find out what Adelaide is made up made of here very, very soon in the next month. This is a club that is either going to solidify a spot in the eight or, to paraphrase the title for the, uh, the cast of the first few seasons of the TV show Saturday Night Live here in the United States, it's been on since 1975. Uh, the, this was Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Gilda Radner, um, Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman. Uh, I think I got everybody there. Oh, uh, Jane Curtin. Um, they were called the not ready for primetime players. You know, we may find out that Adelaide isn't ready for primetime. But I think they're going to take this one, okay? The Saints are playing phenomenal football this year. Ross Lyons got them going in the right direction. I am so excited to see where this club goes because I have a soft spot for the Saints because they are so reminiscent to me of, of just the long-term suffering of the fans, not unlike Cleveland Browns fans or Cleveland Indians slash Guardians fans that we've not won much of anything in a long, long time. So I, I can commiserate with the Saints' futility. Um, I do think the Crows are going to have, you know, the home crowd. Well, they're going to have the home crowd behind them. You know, we'll see if Rory Laird can, you know, equal his 14 tackles from last week. What a phenomenal effort on his part. I think he had like six or eight clearances as well along with like 25, 26 disposals. I mean, just an absolutely great game. I'm going to take the Crows to win this one by four points, probably the closest game of the weekend. And this time, Crows, I've got Luke Pedler kicking the game winner in the last two minutes for your side. Okay? But I got the Crows beating the Saints this weekend. All right? And then we jump into the last game of the round, and Collingwood hosting GWS at the MCG. Yep, at the MCG, to which Richmond says... So tell us again why we had to go to Marvel to play Gold Coast? I guess that's a fair question, but let's be honest. I love sledging on Richmond when they have to go play at Marvel, so I kind of enjoy when that happens. Uh, but here's the thing. The Pies just keep getting healthier. Uh, you know, Mason Cox was back last weekend. Um, sounds like Darcy Cameron's going to be back here fairly soon. Uh, and the Giants, well, it hasn't been reflected on the ladder because they're sitting at 3-5, and five. You know, every game that they've played has been within basically three and a half goals, win or lose. But they've only won three of their first eight games. So they've, they've got to start stringing some wins together. Um, there have been some great uh, events uh, with or with that club this year. There's been some great play from that club. I'm uh, I'm very impressed by, uh, by Tom Green. He's been wonderful for my fantasy team, which, by the way, folks, I know I've mentioned it before, the futility of my fantasy team. They actually won their first game of the season this past week. Beat the number one team on our ladder. Much to the chagrin of everybody else in my, uh, in my league that, that are here in the United States. They were, they were shocked that my team actually won a game. So I'm still in second to last place, and I think I'm going to stay there because the guy who's at the bottom of the ladder has not adjusted his roster or his list the entire season. He still has like four or five empty spots. I've not played him yet, so I haven't gotten my win from him yet, but 
I wish I could get him to sign online onto the club and make a trade for Clayton Oliver and add him to my uh, my midfield because he's just sitting there just toiling away for nothing in our league. So, But back to this game, you know, I, I, I wonder what the Giants are going to do. What did they learn from the Swans with regards to dealing with the Dacos brothers? Are we going to see another tag? You know, I'm not sure if that matters because the, the Pies figured out how to deal with that. This club seems to be on a mission. Okay, and again, I didn't pick them to play finals. Um, I think they're going to keep their stranglehold on the top of the ladder. I've got the Pies winning this one by 19 points. I, they're just they're just a really really good side, and you know we might be finding ourselves our, ourselves on a crash course where three of the four spots in the top four end up being the Pies, the D's, the Lions, and then one spot still being available out there for somebody else to possibly come along and seize that. Would it be the Saints? Would it be Port Adelaide? Would it be the Cats? Can the Blues get their act together? Will Adelaide or Essendon, you know, make a run up the ladder? You know, Adelaide has got a bit of a gauntlet coming up here that they've got to run through. But overall, this is a pretty good round of football. You know, a couple clunker games doesn't mean I'm not going to watch them, but you know, a couple games that may not be quite as exciting. Um, you know, Port Adelaide North, Melbourne, Hawthorne, probably not going to be the most exciting games, but... You know, we're going to learn things about those clubs. We're going to watch the growth process of North Melbourne and Hawthorne. And, and quite frankly, how do uh, Port and Melbourne continue to position themselves in a way in which they can, you know, start to make a, a, a move for the, you know, for the eight and firm their spots up in the eight. So there's my tips for round nine. Why don't we go ahead and uh, jump into my talk with Mick Aussie and find out what Mick thinks for this week. Uh, I know he's got some other things that he's working on that we're going to get into as well uh, regarding cricket in uh, Edmonton, as well as the CFL squad. The Edmonton Elks are getting ready to play here, and I believe about the next week to week and a half they've got their first game of the season. So I know he's going to be involved with that as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and joined by my mate Mick Aussie from up in Edmonton. Mick, how are you doing today, sir? Yeah, good, mate. Lots of computer editing, hosting, getting the cricket TV show out. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to the AFL again. And congratulations on your cats beating the Crows, but the Crows gave it to you right till the end. Oh, they did. It, You know, I... You know, I'm again, I'm not somebody who likes to, you know, think that the cats have won the game until I've actually heard them singing the song in the in the changing rooms. I still, you know, as a Browns fan, I think something's going to go wrong. So <laughs> I, I'm that's just how I go through life. The glass is, you know, the glass isn't too, you know, half full or half empty. Just somebody spilled some of it on the floor. <laughs> so so we've got we've got nine games. We've got a couple that are a little bit of a clunker this week, but, you know, there's a couple that are pretty solid games. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um how did you do last week? I went six and three. Oh, mate, I uh, this is amazing. I'm not the only one. Quite a few people did. I went nine and oh, got lucky on a couple, and uh, so two out of three weeks. I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. I got nine and then five and then nine. So wow, well, wow. like That's I'm it. not bragging. Quite a few. Well, you should be. Nine you should be. Week, so. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive in. We've got first off Richmond hosting Geelong at the MCG. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, mate, I'm impressed with your cats. I really am. They came from that 0-3 start. 
Tom Stewart, very, very good. Cameron, of course, again in the top best players with three goals. Really impressed with, uh, I hope I say this right, Rado Gulula, or whatever his name is, down the full back. He's really mm-hmm. found his spot there after being in and out of the side. I think the Cats will destroy the Tigers at the MCG. They're favoured by 20 points. I think they'll win well. I went with Geelong as well, but I, my concern is that they're they're going to be missing nine players from the grand final game of last year, not including Joel Selwood. I mean, that's a, that's, okay. a, that's a lot of players that are not going to be in there, but I did go with the Cats. I just think that the, the Tigers are, are, are beat up. Um, I don't know how they're going to score, you know, with, uh, without having Lynch in there, you know, so we shall see what happens. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that one. Anytime you can beat Richmond, it's a good day. So then we head out to Optus and it's the battle of the coasts, West coast holding, excuse me, hosting gold coast and, uh, gold coast played a good game last week with Melbourne. Yes, they did, and they could have won it if McPherson kicked that last goal. And Noah yeah. Anderson really is playing well. The second overall draft pick when Matt Rao was number one. Matt Rao likes to eat the grass, eh, on the field. Got to be careful. That could be chemicals in it. But people eat grass up here in Canada, as you know, because it's legal now. The grass, you can buy edibles and all sorts of stuff. you got to be careful <laughs> with that as well, so... Be careful eating grass no matter what it is. He must think he's a cow. Well, I think the Suns will win. They're 21 and a half point favourite over there in Perth. Oh, the Eagles, aren't they disappointing? Sheed was best. Tim Kelly, I bet he wish he stayed at Geelong. Well, Take the Suns to win. And I don't know, the Eagles might cover that 21, but let's hope the Suns can get on a bit of a roll. Yeah, I went with the Suns as well. Um but, you know, I, I, I'm kind of glad Tim Kelly went back to the West Coast because the Cats would not have Jeremy Cameron otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tim, you're a, great, you're a great young man, but I'm, I'm glad you're wearing the blue and yellow. So uh, you've got, you've got the, the Swans who, uh, who don't necessarily have anybody to beat up on this week hosting Fremantle this week at the SCG. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I messaged our mate Christian Freeman. I said, come on, tell me the truth behind what's going on with all your Magpies fans booing the great Buddy Franklin. I mean, it's been on the radio and podcasts all week. Right, right. I don't know how many people it was, but it's a bit pathetic. But like like they said, the more you talk about it, it the fans might do it more. So that'll be interesting to see. The Suns are in. The Swans are in a bit of trouble, aren't they? Sitting in eleventh uh, spot, they need to get a move on. I think they'll win. They're favoured by twenty-two and a half. Doc has had a good win finally with Luke Jackson getting best player. Brayshaw back in form after a bad knee, and Frederick kicked three goals. Amos is good. Swans to win and probably cover, but the Dockers might give them a bit of a push. Yeah, I went with the Swans also, and I'm going to guess that Michael Frederick does not do another backflip this year. Was that the reason he was injured? Did we find oh, out about that? I don't. I don't know, but I don't. I don't think he wants to do anything that could possibly exacerbate it. That's not you know a footy related action. That's just speculation <laughs> that's, on my part there. That's talented. I couldn't do that. You imagine oh. doing that and hitting your head and stuff. That'd be I, freaky, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I, I might be able to do it now, but when I tried to do it about three years ago, I got my belly button stuck to my forehead. So, 
And I think I think we've had that conversation already once before, if I'm not mistaken. I think we brought that up previously. But uh, so we we move on to uh, kind of like back to back. I don't want to say clunker games because I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the sides because they're you know they're in the midst of rebuilds. But North Melbourne's hosting Port Adelaide down at Blundstone, and then Hawthorne hosting Melbourne at the MCG. So what are you thinking about these two? Well, the, the Kangaroos kick four goals ten. That's disgraceful. Steeble kick three and Stevenson one. Two goal kickers in the loss against the Saints. Apparently, it was a pretty average game, sixty-four to thirty-four. Oh, I could imagine how defensive and bad that was. Well, the power—they're doing well, aren't they? Hey, eh? they're sitting in the fifth spot. And let's have some bread and butter and some rosé wine, eh? Butters is doing well and Connor Rosie second best. <laughs> so the Port Adelaide power, they're looking good. Big Charlie Dixon kicked two goals. They're favoured by 30 at Blundstone. That's in Launceston, I believe. Yeah, they I should so. win and win well. But you never know. It might be close. It's hard to win down there. Yeah, and they're they're going to be without Willie Rioli for the next two rounds. Uh, his suspension got upheld, I believe, so he's going to be out for the next two. I just I just mentioned that I thought this was going to be a great opportunity for you know my Smokey for the the uh, Coleman to get himself back in the race here with Todd Marshall. So hang on, hang on, you've gone Willie Rioli and Smokey, and we're talking about uh, Rao eating grass for Willie Rioli. <laughs> we know the story. Rao. Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, uh huh. <laughs> Yes. He put his Gatorade in his uh, urine sample because he was on the grass. <laughs> well, well, he didn't have the uh, – who was that? It was that Ontario – I think it was Ontario Smith with the Vikings that had the uh, – <laughs> you and I have talked about this before. <laughs> or I think it was you and I that had the uh, the Wizenator that he you – yeah, know, he had to go in for a drug test in the NFL, and he, and he brought – he had a – he had purchased a thing on online, which was basically a fake penis filled with somebody oh. else's urine. That, and that, and he and he got caught. Now that, that you know what Steve Elkington said the same thing when he was in playing golf. He won a he won a major, the Aussie legend. He couldn't believe it. He had to pee in front of some golf guy. But when I saw that Wizenator online, I was like, "What has this world come to?" I was so disgusted and just shaking well, my head. So. Listening yeah. out there, typing Wizenator on Google, blow your mind. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I, as somebody who one of my one of my jobs when I was in the Navy was to be responsible for processing all of the all of the the drug test samples in my squadron. Uh, I, I'm pretty familiar with with that sort of thing. Um, in fact, I hit my coffee cup when I was in the Navy had a big sticker on it that we used to send out that said "caution: human urine handle with care." Nobody ever messed with my coffee <laughs> cup. Uh, so. What are you thinking about Hawthorne and the D's on this one? Hawks yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Hawks, Hawks, yeah, oh, mate, they're, they're just a mess. I mean, Day gets in the best players. Newcomb's not bad. Demons, eh? They were lucky to beat the Suns. But look at their best players. Petrarca, Gorn, Oliver, Brayshaw, May. Whoa, there's some damn good names in there, mm-hmm. isn't there? They're favoured by 41-ish. Yeah, the MCG, I think they will absolutely destroy the Hawthorne Hawks. And <laughs> looks like Hawks and the Eagles are playing a bit of a silly game of trying to get that number one draft pick, which well, I totally disagree with. I hate that stuff. Well, I, I and I and they may end up losing it anyway. And I and I I have to jump in here real quick, real quickly because I'm realizing that when I recorded my introduction in my brain, I had Melbourne playing North Melbourne today. 
Um, so having, <laughs> having, having, uh, gone and, and Grundy going up against Todd Goldstein, I'm almost positive that I said that. So those of you who were listening to that earlier and said, you dumbass. Yeah, I was a dumbass. Cause I, I, I mixed up the four, the four clubs there. So yeah, I'm, I'm still going with, uh, Port Adelaide and Melbourne to win those. And then we get into, you know, basically three games in a row that are very solid games that I think that, you know, these are ones that I think you, if you're trying to encourage new viewers of the game to check it out. These would be great ones to, to, to go with. And you got Brisbane hosting Essendon at the Gabba first off. What do you take on this one? Yeah, the Lions are going well, aren't they? They're especially at home and they can win away from home now. Charlie Cameron, eh? he's on fire. Oh, he's... Dunkley's doing well, the former Bulldog. Andrew's back in the best players. He's been a bit down lately, but coming good. Danaher, eighth best. Well, who names eight best players, but they're favoured by 26 up there at the Gabba. Oh, the Bombers might get within that. Merritt, Stringer, Draper, Parrish, McGrath. There's some good players all in their best last week against the loss against Port Adelaide by five points. I like the Lions to win, to keep on their roll, but it could be close. I went with the Lions on this one too, and I th- I think I had it by like eleven points or something like that. I didn't write the number down, but it was yeah, it was within a couple of goals. But I think I think the Lions at home are a real tough hill to climb. So, and then we've got a you know we've got a a, a pretty interesting matchup with Carlton and the Bulldogs, and you know this one is I think going to be a tougher tip for you know. And I won't tell you who I tipped initially, but uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see what you think on this one because I think Jamaro Hagen is going to be out for this game. Yeah, this would be the game of the round or the toughest to pick. It really is. Two teams that should keep winning. Oh, the Blues, they're disappointing. I, and I'm I, I'm wary to pick them in a tough game. Sarah's Sarah's good. Doherty play well again and Walsh. Oh, but they're disappointing, aren't they? Mm-hmm. The the dogs, I mean, they're doing well. Beveridge, oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm pretty up. I'm going to talk about Luke Beveridge for a minute. Damien Barrett was talking about this. I was disgusted. No, it wasn't. It was the, the Adelaide podcast um, with Malcolm Blight. They were saying that Luke Beveridge thinks it's harsh on the players with the sub rule because of their mental issues. And when he has to sub a player out, he's worried that the player's going to be all upset. Come on, toughen up, guys. This is this is over-the-top, ridiculous, modern-age crap where everyone knows if you play bad, you're going to come off or get dropped. So I was pretty upset with Luke Beveridge saying that, hey, I'm keen. Obviously, you've got to look after people with mental health issues. But, hey, if you get dragged from a game of football, bad luck. Suck it up. And realize yeah. that you didn't play very well. Right, that right. Said, oh, there's a there's a little rant. I'm going to go for the dogs. They're favoured by one and a half, only because I don't trust the Blues, and I like the dogs better. Wouldn't be surprised either team win, and it could be very close. Well, I I think I probably agree with you right up until the point, other than that I did tip the Blues to win this, and because I yeah. yeah. You know, the, the dogs have the lowest percentage out of any of the clubs in the top 11 by a significant margin. Um, you know, even though they're sitting in the number seven spot, and I wonder how they're going to, you know, fill in for, you know, Ugal Hagen not being there. You know, do they bring uh, Josh Bruce back up into the forward line this week? I don't know. Um, I doubt it, but he, he's pretty much been in, in, ensconced in the, uh, or entrenched in the, uh, in the defensive structure. But I, I just think the Blues, they need to get off the mat because this has been, an, this has been a club that, 
has all the talent in the world and and they need to look you know look in a mirror and and realize you know we got to go out and just start winning some damn ball games that we should be winning yeah they're disappointing aren't they and another one if Trelaw is out as well for the dogs that's another one so yeah I would not put any money on it. I picked the dogs only because I like them better mm-hmm. than the blues. Yeah. So then we head to the Adelaide Oval, a place that you know fairly well, and they are hosting St. Kilda. And uh, this is, I think, maybe the game of the round. You know, the other two before this one, you could certainly make an argument for. You know, I think Brisbane Nesson, you could certainly make an argument, but you know, Adelaide, St. Kilda, I think could definitely qualify there as well. Yes, I'll be watching that. Comes on at a great time for me, about nine o'clock Saturday night, my wow. time from Adelaide Oval. Oh, Jordan Dawson, best player again. He's gonna be a bit of a smoky for a brown load charts. Best player nearly every weekend he is. Crows the favour by six and a half. I think they'll get it done at home only because it's at home. The Saints have won two of the last three against the Crows, though, and in Adelaide. And the Crows won up there at Gazali Stadium in Cairns. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wilkie's play well still. You always see Steele in the best plays. And the big Ruckman Marshall's doing well. Taking the Crows at home, and I damn well hope so. Because if they want to make the eight, they cannot lose games like this. Yeah, I went with the Crows as well. Um, I made a prediction on who I thought was going to kick the game-winning goal inside of two minutes. I've got them only winning by four. I think it's going to be a close game again. But uh, I, and I went with them mainly because they're at home. You know, they battled the cats really well. Uh, you know, St. Kilda start their their injury list is starting to shrink. I mean, I think it might be smaller than the uh, than the the Tigers and the Cats injury list right now. Um, you know, because the Cats is getting pretty lengthy as is Richmond's, and and the uh, Saints one is getting smaller. And I guess they did say that King is not going to be back. This week in Adelaide, I did see something online about that just a little while ago before we started recording. Well, the the Crows have hardly got any injuries, so there's no excuses there. The young kids are still battling away, and they did well in the first quarter against your Cats, but you you could just tell the class and the bigger size of the Cats kind of started to take control in that second quarter. Yep, yep. And the last game of the round, the last game of the round, we have the we're, we're at the MCG. And and think about this one for a minute. Uh, you got Collingwood hosting GWS. And I'm sure there are Richmond supporters that are sitting there thinking, wait a damn minute. Why did you send us to Marvel to play Gold Coast? And you're letting Collingwood play at the MCG against GWS. <laughs> somebody, somebody in in the black and yellow or black and gold have got to be thinking that right now. Thinking, how the hell did we end up at Marvel when these guys get to stay here? Ah, oh, mate, let's let's just hope the Tigers keep losing, then they're irrelevant. We won't have to talk to them. Well, that'll help the Giants. I mean, the Giants could use, certainly use that that higher draft pick there because they hold their number one pick. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are you thinking on this one? Oh, the Magpies should win this. Favoured by 33 and a half. Well, that's a fair bit, isn't it? But they do play yeah. well at the MCG. The Giants are doing okay, but they're still not a very good team. Haynes and Kelly and Whitfield, they're good players. Jesse Hogan's doing all right, which is good to see. So, and of course, uh, Toby Green, the little star. Yes, I think the Magpies to win. Maybe the Giants cover, but uh, I'm starting to go back to my dislike for the magpies if their fans keep carrying on like idiots booing buddy franklin what is that that's terrible 
Well, and and I and I and let me ask you this: Was that booing? Do you was that booing because of the 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 Swans' treatment of of Dacos, where they were roughing him up? Was that just there? Like, if you're going to pick on our on our guy, we're going to boo your guy. Do you think that was the thought process there? Oh, mate. Well, some of the Collingwood fans and all teams have got them, but some of them are pretty. Uh... I don't know. How can you say it? All um, they do is look forward to the going of the football every weekend to yell and shout and get rid of their frustrations in life and their issues in life, which is okay. Sure, yeah. you're allowed to yell and scream and do what you want, but yeah, when they booed Horn Francis, I didn't like that. Sure, if North Melbourne fans boo Horn Francis, that's okay. But what were Collingwood fans booing Horn Francis for? Nothing to do with them. I thought that was St Kilda fans that did that. No, it was Collingwood as well. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But well, you know, while I've got you here, let me let me ask you this because we're gonna—it's gonna get us into—it's gonna lead you into uh, you know something that's starting up, I believe, late next week. But uh, do they boo in Canada? Ah, a little bit, not too much. They're pretty polite up here, mate. (laughs) Okay, I just was—I was just curious. I didn't—they go pretty crazy at the hockey, but you know what? That's a good question. Um, sure they do, but you know, not probably not as much in as in some of the other sports and other countries. But it's not it's not something that the that the the sports media is is going. Oh my gosh, I can't believe people booed. And again, and, and again, I'm not I'm not trying to impose you know North American culture on Australia. That's not my place to do that because I know there are a lot of people that you know, have said, "Well, booing if you want to boo, you go ahead and boo." And other people saying, "You know, it's 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 tacky, it's classless, you shouldn't do it." I can but simply I get co- more. I get more upset with the fans. And my uncle, well, he was amazing for the Crows. Terrific fella, nicest guy ever. Right, unbelievable uh-huh. guy. He would get to the Crows game, and him and his mate, they would just yell and scream at the umpires and think. Yeah, Every decision was wrong, so I get more annoyed with the fans that just think that every free sh- kick should be theirs, and right. you can just tell they they're not even watching the game, or they're so one-eyed, as we say in Australia, one-eyed fans is just all they see is their team. That annoys me more, I think. Well, you know, I uh, I I wanted to make sure to mention this because I want you know we're going to talk about the Elks because they're starting up here very soon. I think in what about a week. Um, yeah, but before we do that, you mentioned last time we spoke, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, the, the club in Tasmania and you, you, you talked about them possibly being named the two heads. (laughs) Okay. Now here's the thing. You mentioned that last week when we spoke and then last Friday, and I think this was probably independent of, of our discussion, uh, another podcast, uh, the chicken coop with Ricky Nixon uh Ricky Nixon suggested that maybe the Tasmanian club should be called the two heads as well. So you're not alone in that thought process there. So I guess in that situation, two heads are better than one because both of your heads thought about that. <laughs> yeah. As I said last week, it's a bit of a joke. We raise up the Tasmanians, but hey, you raise up the other teams like we raise up Calgary fans. You guys, I'm sure, raz up other fans in Ohio. So, yeah, a bit of friendly fun. But, yeah, Tasmanian, bit of inbreeding back in the hills, they reckon, back in the day. Because, I don't know, it's just a joke, though, right? Well, well the, the, <laughs> the, 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 prob- the problem with Cleveland fans razzing up other other 
fan bases is that they can just simply look at us and point at the scoreboard and say, your team's shit. And, and we go, well, yeah, you're right. They are. But, uh, uh, well, here's a question for you. Have you ever worn a brown paper bag on your head at any games in Cleveland? Uh, no, I never have. I never have. Be- well, p- partly because when, when I was a kid going to games, when I would go, you know, when I would, the rare game I actually would get to go with, with my father, you know, the, the nobody ever went to the Cleveland Indians baseball games. The, the old stadium used to seat like 80,000 people. It was, it was darn near the size of the MCG. And you would be lucky if you had 2000 people at the game. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could have your own section of the stadium and you, you know, you could, you know, you could try to throw a baseball at another person and they'd be too far away for you to hit them. Wow. And, and it, it was just terrible, but, but he always had to be the first person out of the parking lot. So I never saw a, a complete nine inning baseball game with my father driving ever. And I remember <laughs> taking, when he was older, I remember taking him to a Cleveland Cavaliers basketball game. And it was a great game, you know, 20,000 people at the old Coliseum, where it, which is out, used to be out in the middle of nowhere. And we're watching the, uh, we watched the game and he's, you know, he's drunk as a skunk and we're, uh, you know, we're staying and watching the game and he's getting disgruntled. And I just looked at him, I said, damn it, I never saw a complete game when you drove. You just sit down and shut the hell up and relax. We're watching the entire game. <laughs> and he had another beer and he was okay. And then he fell asleep in the car on the way home. So didn't have to worry about it. But yeah. Um, so you've been doing some work again with uh, the cricket group in Edmonton, and you got some video work coming out with that. But then you also have the Elks coming out uh, with their opening game of the season as well. Who are they facing? And are you still working with the Elks as well, doing the like the six question thing that you had done or the six points thing that you did last year? Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I contacted them this week and told them that I've entered my 80 minute uh, 2022 slash show slash movie into the Edmonton Film Festival. I'm not uh-huh. sure if it's going to get accepted, but I've got some very, very good comments on that. And it's the highlights of when I talk CFL and the Elks with Gabe Renzi on Sports Grid and the Elks pick six shows and some fan interviews at the stadium. So I'm pretty okay. happy with that and got some great reaction. And the rookie started today. And yes, the Edmonton Cricket, my buddy here, businessman, He's putting a lot of money in, and uh, he's got me to host and produce it. So I've done a lot of editing. It's getting uploaded to YouTube right now. So, yeah, we're pretty proud of the first show. A lot of effort. We've put a huge effort in the last two weeks to get it out because they had their first games on the weekend. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, because the Elks start their season soon, don't they? Like 15 days? Yeah, yeah the rookie, okay. rookie started today, and then the, the main players will come in probably Saturday for training camp, and okay. it's all go. They have a full-on training camp for a couple of weeks, and then they play a couple of practice matches, trial games against yeah. other teams, and okay. then she's away. So summer's here, mate. Coming now, soon. Now, there are still, what, nine teams in the CFL? Yes, yes. Okay. They need the 10th, maybe way out east. But it's money. CFL struggled, of course, since COVID. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they need to do a deal with The Rock and the XFL. Kind of keep it separate, but do a bit of a player exchange and use The Rock for all his marketing and his amazing ability to, you know, market and get, mm-hmm. the, get the CFL on US TV. But it is. They're doing more on US TV this year. CBS Sports, I believe, with the CFL. Okay. Do you think they'll? I know there was a time where they they experimented with with having a couple of CFL clubs in the U.S. 
Do you think that'll ever happen again? Oh, I hope not. You've got to keep it Canadian. Yeah, they had a Vegas team and a few others. That was just before I got here. Okay. I've read books about it, and, and and I know a reasonable amount about it. Baltimore okay. won it one year, Baltimore Stallion. So, yeah, it was a failed experiment. No, you've got to keep it Canadian only. Okay. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, uh, tell us where we can find your work. And you've told us what you're working on right now, but where else can we find you online, uh, especially this weekend coming up and uh, into the future? Yeah, mikauzi.tv. That's M-Y-K-A-U-S-S-I-E.tv. All the shows are up. Links to your podcast, my edits from the Sports Grid TV and 810 Friday night on New York-based Sports Grid TV, Sirius XM Channel 159, because I believe Gabe and I are the only guys talking weekly AFL tips and news on a TV show in the U.S. So it's That's, a lot yeah, of fun. Gabe loves the AFL. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And again, I am going to reach out to him, but I, I think I'm going to wait until – I may reach out to him and just say, hey, uh, I was thinking about waiting until after the uh, – the NBA and the NHL finals were done. So, yeah. so he's had another, you know, couple of weeks to look at uh, major league baseball and, and how much disdain he has for it, because I know he's been frustrated with the game and the changes and such. So we can kind of commiserate on that a little bit and talk a little bit of footy and uh, see if he can fix the Eagles. Cause I know he's an Eagle supporter. Yeah. He'd be a good guest. Cause he does know a fair bit about AFL. Well, I'll leave you on this note, mate. I try to always leave on a, on a, different thing i forget the name of the player but you know what i thought about think about players wearing headbands get a damn haircut but there's one player running around he couldn't find his headband the other week in the afl and he finally found it like that's terrible i just laughed my head off saying I, get your haircut headbands are no good kids see you later mate have a well, great I, weekend i i think that was mark blitzas actually that lost his yeah, it was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but but you know what? He he he's an all Australian, so we're not going to give him too much grief. He, you know, he he's won that. So yeah, Mick, have a great evening, man. I know you got some editing yet to do tonight. I do appreciate you stopping by and uh, and chatting, and I'll talk to you again very very soon. All right, have a good Cheers. weekend, man. Yep, See you, later, right? you bet. Bye bye. All right, Mick. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on tonight. That's absolutely fantastic chatting with you. Uh, you're a great mate. Uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, love the banner. Love getting your insight on things. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Please look out for one another. If you need to talk to somebody, I've got those phone numbers in the show notes for every episode of the podcast. Dive in there, find those numbers, give somebody a call if you need to talk to somebody. If you're having an issue or a crisis or you need to reach out to someone, please do that. I have those numbers for the United States and Australia in there. Please reach out. Let somebody know that you need to talk. Call on your friends. Check up on them. Make sure they're okay. Go out and have that coffee. Go out to Bunnings and get that snag on the Saturday morning before you go to your local footy game. Just, you know, live life to the fullest. You know, get out there with your friends. Have a great time. Take photos. Laugh. get some fresh air, get out, you know, get out and take a walk. I mean, I've been doing that. I actually had to go out and buy some new uh, dress shirts and I bought them at a secondhand store, Goodwill, um, because I, uh, I'm cheap. Um, cause quite frankly, I needed one for tomorrow night's scholarship because all of my dress shirts are way too big. As I told Mick in a note online, I said, at this point in time, the, where the buttons are right now, 
the buttonholes and the buttons kind of pass one another and end up almost underneath the armpits um, on the opposite sides where my belly used to be. And there's still a bit of a belly, but it's getting smaller. So, folks, uh, remember, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll get on the mailing list so that when new episodes come out, you'll have it in your email within about five minutes of when it's released. If you enjoy the show, I do hope you'll take a few minutes and leave a review for the podcast. I do want to thank Jim White for uh, leaving a review this week. Uh, He also sent me an email I need to uh, delve into a little bit more regarding uh, different cricket grounds around... um, the United States and other parts of the world with, uh, with regards to uh, where they could possibly play games here in the U.S. should they come here. Uh, I do also want to reach out and thank Paul White, uh, who's on my mailing list. He sent me a very interesting email last night uh, about, I don't want to say radical, but kind of a, an interesting look at, uh, at how to increase competitiveness in the comp. And I, I reached out to him again and I said, you know, I'd love to have you on as a guest to talk about these things. Um, and we'll see if that comes to fruition. I think it probably will, but, uh, you know, I, I, he had some really, really interesting ideas and I'm, and I'm looking forward to, to, uh, to hearing from him on that. So we're going to set something up here, hopefully in the next week or two, uh, and talk about that. Cause I just think it was a fascinating idea that he had and I don't want to get into it too much, but it, it's something I've never heard anybody, uh, really discussed before. So also, um, if you have an idea for a guest on the podcast, maybe it's you, shoot me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Sign up on the guest registration form. And if you would, then also shoot me an email so I know that you have uh, that you have done that. You can find me on Twitter at yank underscore on. Give me a follow there if you will. Um, I do a lot of my engaging with, with uh, supporters and listeners of the podcast there, quite a bit on Facebook as well. Um, remember, you can find me also on Instagram at a yank on the footy, uh, yank on the footy podcast over on Facebook. Uh, my name, Craig Wessels, on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn and at Yank underscore on on Twitter. And ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for the kind words. I do appreciate you listening to the show. I do appreciate you sharing it with your friends and family. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 261 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope you'll consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Tell them about it. The word of mouth is a huge help. If you want to leave me a review, that would be awesome as well. If you want to help out the podcast, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee button or check out my Redbubble store page. Uh, Greg Norman, thank you, sir, for uh, sharing the image of you in your new Yank on the Footy t-shirt. I appreciate that, sir. It's a huge help to the show. Remember, everything that comes in there goes right back into the podcast. Till next time, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye.